Welcome to The Sticks, the official podcast of Fiddlesticks Country Club. I'm Ryan Shaw, General Manager. Joined today by a couple of great guests we have here in studio. We have Linda Case, our General Chair for our Women's Mid-Am Tournament this September, as well as we've been uh, joined by the USGA, who spent the entire week here checking over the facilities, meeting with... uh, management meeting with committees and we have laura nocta here in studio as well so welcome ladies thanks for uh joining me today i want to start out first with laura um you know i can tell you on behalf of the club everybody's excited well very thankful that the usga once again picked fiddlesticks to host uh, an event and we're we're just excited about it so thank you so much and uh I want to start out with you and just have us uh, have yourself tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, um, the USGA, what what uh, the a little bit more information about the event, if you could please. Sure, thanks, Ryan. Um, no, it's been a really great week week down here uh, in Fort Myers. Um, our team's been here just meeting with the club, gearing up for the championship in September. There's lots of lots of work to do, um, but we're really excited. Um, the enthusiasm that the club's showing to us really demonstrates what they're capable of doing and I think it's going to be a great championship um, but we're really excited uh, the championship um, is a is a women's mid-amateur so it's ladies ages 25 and above last year our average age was 37 um, we had ladies you know 25 competing all the way up to I think the highest age was 68 so you're going to see a wide variety of of ladies here on property uh, come September um, so we're really excited we'll probably see a number of previous USGA champions in the field. Um, I believe Ellen Port has won eight or nine USGA championships. Nice. So the talent here is incredible, um, ranging from uh, past collegiate athletes to professionals that now have their amateur status back. So it should be a really great event and a lot of talent here. That's awesome. I know last September I had the opportunity as well as some of the other executive management staff and Linda Case, our general chair, to make our way up to Hilton Head to Berkeley Hall and and watch some of that event and participate to to get uh, a little bit of familiarity with with the event and you know these ladies are good I mean you know after the first weekend Linda weren't they like the leader minus fourteen or something like that these ladies are, can play golf and it's really exciting to be able to have this event here and see this kind of golf come here when you think about it across the country there are I'm gonna say. 10 or plus qualifying sites only. And then you have, you gear this down to 132 of the best players. Uh, so it's really exciting to see who who's going to be here and, and how they're going to uh, handle the uh, fiddlesticks. So looking forward to seeing that on the long main. Absolutely. And uh, Laura, you want to just go over kind of, you know, the schedule of, of, of how this works out with the, the size of the field and the cut down and how it switches from stroke play into match play? Sure. Um, I'll just start with, you know, entries open here in a couple of weeks, the week of the 25th. Uh, We'll have our entries closing the end of July and then qualifiers begin. So like Linda mentioned, we have actually closer to 30 qualifiers across the country um, that will um, consist of our our pool of 132 players that make it into the championship. Some of those will be exempt um, from categories like the best um, in the world amateur golf rankings, previous champions, things like that. but once we get the field decided, we'll be here um, starting. The competition starts on the 17th of September, starting with two rounds of stroke play. 
So the 132 field will compete two rounds, then we'll make a cut to the low 64. And um, we have to hit that number right in the button. So we might have a playoff, which is always really exciting to see um, the last couple of spots being determined by a sudden death playoff. But those top 64 players will go into a match play bracket starting on Monday. And we'll weed it down to the final two champions on Thursday, the 22nd of September with an 18 hole finish. And one lady will be crowned a champion and be part of the USGA family for life. That's awesome. You know, I know it's very difficult to get a USGA event and host it. Uh, Can you tell us briefly what you thought made Fiddlesticks a good fit and why we were, you know, um, so grateful and honored to get this event? Sure. I mean, it's it's definitely an honor, and we hope it's an honor for our clubs to be hosting one of our 15 national championships. We have um, we've just added a new championship the year, this year, our Adaptive Open, which we're really excited about. But there's only a handful of things that we do at the USGA, and championships is one of our top priorities. Um, so to get named to host one of these things is a pretty big deal. But Fiddlesticks is going to be a, an amazing fit for us. Um, they have hosted a championship in the past, so there's that little bit of a relationship already built in. Um, in 2010, you guys hosted the Senior Women's Amateur. Um, so it's been a while since we've been here in Fort Myers, but we're looking forward to coming back. Just the golf course itself, um, that's always our top priority. We want to have these things on the, the toughest stages, the, the best golf courses in, in the country. That's uh, top of mind for us. So the golf course and facility is just perfect for, one, this demographic, but to contend and host in the USJ championship. Um, the turf health here is phenomenal. Um, Gabe and his team do a great job on just keeping this place beautiful, lush, and green, and the greens are firm and fast, and I think it's going to set up really well for this demographic of player. Um, so obviously the golf course is important, but the team too. So you have to have um, the, the right team in place at the club to make this thing happen. We rely on the club to do a lot of the legwork for us, um, as well as uh, you know all the volunteers that we need. Um, to make this thing happen and come to life. So the team here is phenomenal. They're really enthusiastic. The membership is excited. Um, and it's also just a great fit with the community. Um, being a kind of a destination, a lot of these ladies will make this kind of a vacation. They're, you know, full-time, you know, moms or, or working ladies and they need a break. So this would be a great reunion for them to come down, take a little vacation, play a little competitive golf and just enjoy uh, what Florida Southwest Florida has to offer. So all of that goes into the decision-making on who's going to host a USJ championship. Well, thank you for uh, choosing Fiddlesticks. You know, you jumped into a little bit about the golf course, which uh, is the big thing. What uh, What is the expectations for the golf course uh, from a setup standpoint, uh, green speeds, whatever, height to cut uh, for that event? Can you dive into that a little bit for us? Yeah, definitely. Um, so... Our USGA philosophy, uh, there's a lot of misconceptions about um, golf course setup or, or what we do to, uh, agronomically to a golf course to host one of our national championships. And I will say, you know, we want to present a very tough but fair test of golf to these ladies. Um, at the end of the day, we want the, the best players to come out on top being the champion. So what goes into a golf course setup, um, you know, we'll meet out with, with Gabe and his team or whoever the um, superintendent is. Um, and their maintenance team years in advance and coming up with a really good game plan um, to set up the best conditions possible. Uh, we want to test these ladies' skills both mentally and physically. So we want to set up a golf course where, one, the conditions are are pristine, but also there's variety. You're going to see um, these ladies hitting every club in their bag, and that's what's important to us as we challenge them 
not just in length, but um, skills and their, and their short game, uh, their long game, all across the board. So uh, what's important to us too, again, I mentioned is, is turf health. So it's sometimes misconceived that we, uh, we leave a golf course um, a little bit browner than it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely not the case. You know, we've learned along the way that um, brown is not the new green. So we never want to leave a golf course in disrepair. We want to make sure that the turf health is at top of mind for us. Um, it's getting the right nutrients and water. We definitely push the limits a little bit when it comes to maintenance practices, just because this is a national championship and the conditions might be a little bit different than what you see in your normal day-to-day member play. But it's not going to be something that we're going to leave the golf course in rough shape. That's something we definitely don't want to do. But I would say we're going to start off looking at green speeds, probably around 11 on the stint meter, kind of see what that looks and feels like. Um, The number isn't as important as the feel for me. So we're looking at a combination of the firmness, the hole locations, the strategy of the day. Um, The weather is also um, an element that we factor into our golf course setup. So if it's going to rain a lot, if the the dew points are a certain number, um, that factors into our our plan for for golf course setup and, and maintenance practices. So um, we'll start at, at 11. We'll see how that feels. We might go up. We might go down. Um, but the number isn't as important as as the feel of how fast that really feels because it could be 11 could feel fast. It could feel slow. It's just depending on um, all the other elements that go into that number. Awesome. I'm looking over at Linda and she looks like she's getting excited to go play golf. I mean, she's a, a competitor herself, a, a great golfer. I know she just won uh, the club championship down at, at her uh, second club down in Naples. Um, but, uh, Linda, you've played in a lot of, uh, big time USGA events and state events. Can you tell us a little bit about your history? I can tell you that it is an absolute thrill to just get there. That's why I said, even just qualifying and making it to a championship, it's pretty special. And when you get there, you are treated unlike anything else. So it is a very special time. I have played in an amateur, um, three opens and three senior ams. So it's just really exciting to be able to host this and be involved in this on this level, on this side of the ropes, if you will, um, just to um, see the the other side of how a golf course is put together, what goes into it. And I can tell you, there's a lot of work and planning, and it always seems to just show um, in the experience that players have when they when they play in a USGA event. Very special. Right, and at Fiddlesticks, we're all about Fiddlesticks pride. So I know the membership will jump behind this thing and, and show that Fiddlesticks pride to everybody coming in. And you can see based on Linda's uh, passion for the game and experience in the game, why the board of directors a couple of years ago, because this, this event got pushed a year with COVID and uh, Berkeley Hall missed their year and, and we allowed them to take our spot last year. Uh, but, uh, you know, Linda's got great, great enthusiasm for the game, great experience with the game, and will make the perfect uh, general chair for this event. I know, Linda, a couple of key areas you've been really busy on, I'll touch on the first one right away, is is on on fundraising. And I know an email just came out uh, regarding fundraising. Can you touch on on that real quick? Yes, we are tasked with uh, raising $200,000 from the club side. The USGA does help us. It's not all on us, but it's a partnership. So we will be 
as you see in the email, we have uh, different levels of sponsorships. It's, there's something for everyone. We're looking for um, support outside of the gates as well as just our, our membership showing their support behind this terrific event. It's very special to get it. This has been a long time in working to get it here, and we just want to show our best side and, and bring show what show the world really what Fiddlesticks is all about. Absolutely, and, and I know another area that's going to be extremely important is volunteers from from inside the gates from our membership to even uh people outside the gates that may want to come in and volunteer you want to touch on on how important and key that that volunteer part is yes the volunteers are a huge part are really the biggest part of what makes this championship function and and flow properly we need 200 plus uh, volunteers. We have Marianne Spatheros from our uh, club here heading up the uh, the volunteers for us. And so you'll be seeing some an email out on that where signups will be available. And you can there'll be a number of different areas that you can volunteer and be a part of. So you're there's something again for everyone. And we'd love everybody just to get behind and support this event and, and come in and be a part of this. Uh, this we're just very excited to have it here. That's awesome. Yeah, I know uh, in all the meetings we've had, you have several chairs of each committee, all great people. I know you've done a good job of picking people from different demographics of the club to try to bring in as many people as we can. And I know September is a little bit slower of a month for us. There's a lot of people still up north. So hopefully we can get some people to come back down and watch some great golf and pitch in and help out a little bit uh, in different areas. We'll have a great volunteer uh, headquarters for everybody where we keep everybody fed and, and hydrated and have nice uniforms and all that good stuff. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think for people to get involved uh, on that level and just be a part of it, I, I think they're going to have a great time doing it. We're going to um, take good care of them as they uh, support this event and, and get involved. So we're really looking forward to this coming together. Absolutely. And thanks, Linda, for stepping up and being that general chair and putting all the time and effort in and we really appreciate it, and I know the membership does as well. Well, it's an honor for me. Great. Well, I, I want to thank both of you ladies. I want to thank the USGA, Laura, uh, her sidekick, Ryan Bennett, from the USGA that's been here for the last week and doing stuff with the committees, doing stuff with the staff, going out on the golf course, spending time out there. We really appreciate it, and thanks again for choosing Fiddlesticks as uh, the host of this year's Women's Mid-Am. Thank you. Thanks, Ryan. We're really excited, and um, September will be here before we know it, so time to get to get to work, and uh, I hope to see a lot of the membership out there supporting the event. It's It truly is a special, special week um, to walk not only, you know, alongside, but you're really up there close and personal with these players. There, you know, there's no rope lines for, for this event, so you're really walking side by side with these players, watching them shot by shot compete, so hope a lot of people come out and support um, both financially and as a volunteer, but also as a fan, a fan of golf in the game. Thank you. Thanks, ladies. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Laura. Have a good day, everyone.